early part of the show, let's talk about something a little different. I'll give you my opinion and then I'll do this. It's 10 plants that they've studied that show to help keep mosquitoes away. Let me use the word help here because I've done all these and certainly some were very effective depending on the wind, depending on how big your area is, but they certainly help. They don't hurt. Most of them are useful plants. Some you can eat. And uh, so you've got a a win-win around your patio. So anyway, uh, listen to this and perhaps give some of them a shot. If you want to control mosquitoes so you can cut down on, or to me, I don't cut down, I don't have it, eliminate using dangerous poisons, look no further than what Mother Nature can do for you. As you choose which plants to use, consider placement, putting them where they're more likely to hang out like near doorways, near windows, near your outdoor seating area. So kind of kind of think about where you're going to put these for the purpose you want them to be there. A lot of the plants will do double duty as they're actually edible and can be used in cul- culinary dishes um, such as lavender and ice cream or basil and garlic in your marinara sauces, all of which I've never used lavender. I don't eat ice cream, but certainly a lot of garlic and basil. Plus, they look interesting and aren't usually hard to grow or take care of. I have many of these plants at different times where I've lived in parts of my yard, in my flower pots, and especially up and around the the patios and areas where you spend time outside. At the top of my list, because it is one I've used that proved to be effective, is basil. It is one of the 10 plants that help keep mosquitoes away. Actually, you can make your own really natural mosquito repellent with just dried basil. Pretty easy. Simply steep a cup, steam it, a cup of dried basil in, um, oh, I put put three or four ounces of water in boiling water. Kind of like you're making tea. Pretend you're making mosquito tea. In fact, you can use a tea ball if you've got them, and that's what I do, these stainless steel balls to help make the job easier and neater. Add in a little basil, uh, and if you want to make it more effective, some sort of alcohol. I just use regular rubbing alcohol but any ones that are basically safe for your skin. And you'll be amazing at how effective it is. You can put it on, you can put it on your clothes, you can, you can set them around, and it's just homemade. And again, you can't have too much basil because it's the same plant that you eat, and I mean for pesto and everything. So grow all the basil you want. It really does help, especially in areas where we humans tend to gather. One that most people don't consider, but is actually quite, quite uh, powerful and useful is catnip. There are some studies that show that catnip oil is actually better at repelling mosquitoes than a number of the chemical insect repellents they try to sell you. You really should give it a try. You can buy an already made catnip oil repellent or make your own catnip mosquito repellent. Incidentally, you can grow catnip quite quite easily. And it works on a number of other insect pests also. Now, when I wasn't as happy with, but people claimed work for them was citronella. It's kind of a lemony plant. It's great around, even if it doesn't do anything. It's got a wonderful aroma. It's a nice plant, and it's known to keep mosquitoes away. A lot of people tell you you should burn it as a candle, get citronella candles. I didn't see they did any better. They, they worked a little bit, so did the citronella, but just consider using the plant. It seems to work as well, and uh, now I guess I'm becoming a purist. Smoke of any kind, folks. Breathing it in long term is probably not good for you. Not good for the mosquitoes either, but uh, the plant works pretty doggone good by itself. And this is, uh, I'm going to call number four, but it might have been number one or two, garlic. 
the bulb of the garlic plant's amino acids convert to a substance called allicin. You've got to crush them. You've got to, you've got to bruise them. Then you can just blend it or chop it. You can actually blend the bulbs with water and water your plants and foliage and your humans if you want to help repel insects to all of them. And it, it works longer than people think. There's actually, if you want to go on the internet, I don't want to put it here because of the space it'd take. There's a bunch of recipes, somewhere you boil it, somewhere, you, but probably, if not number one, I always use basil, but it's probably the best or one of the best true repellents you can use. It's good for you. I like the smell. Some people hate it. And another one that you can plant, use to repel insects, and it's a, a, one of the best things you could add to a number of your different food dishes. Now, I'll be honest, I've not used this, but I know a number of people have this lavender. Growing lavender is kind of fun, and it has a lot of uses, including as a mosquito repellent. And it probably has one of the nicest aromas of anything you can put in your living area. If you don't want to grow it, you can actually purchase lavender soaps and essential oils and lotions. Actually, someone actually marketed just to serve as a mosquito repellent. There's also some lemon balm concentrations on the market, but you can grow it yourself. And a lot of people think it smells a lot better than citronella or garlic. Uh, I don't know if I agree or not. All you have to do is take the leaves and crush them and rub them on your body wherever the skin is exposed, and it really works in that area. I don't know if you can do your whole body with it, but they don't like it. And a surprise to people, which is both a pretty plant and very useful, is called marigolds. Most people who grow vegetables intend to plant marigolds within for a good reason. They're almost like magic. The flowers help banish a lot of types of insects, including mosquitoes. Of course, the smell is eh, not that, well, I, it says it's not that pleasant. I found it kind of earthy, but they're really not hard to look at and they really grow easily and they, they really do work. They work in my garden uh, and I'm, I have not used them myself for mosquito repellent, but everybody says they really, really serve the purpose. And the winner for me is peppermint. It's got a great taste, smells great. Bugs hate the smell and the flavor of both. You can either crush it up uh, or rub on the skin, or you can use it uh, as an essential oil-infused lotion. There's other places on the internet you can find out how to make your own oil infusions. Thankfully, peppermint is e not easy. It'll take over. It's easy to grow because uh, you'll want to use it for your mosquito repellent and, in my case, for uh, an occasional mojito. <laughs> You can also buy peppermint essential oils if you need to. And finally, as a, I want to call it a cheap surprise, but at least a surprise, rosemary. It's a little different. You can, you take rosemary, boil a cup of dried rosemary and um, you know, a bottle of water, it depends, for about 20 minutes and then strain it into another bottle. This time use, I, I use distilled water. Put it in a little bottle of sprays to use when you're outside where mosquitoes might be. Uh, I would if you want it to last long. It is a little volatile. I would store the sprayers uh, when you weren't using them in the refrigerator somewhere. Just makes them last longer. For those of you that want to go back through all this, just give me a list. I'll do that. Basil, catnip, cilantro. I didn't mention, but cilantro works well. Marigolds, other, if you like flowers, geraniums. Peppermint I mentioned, lemon balm, rosemary, lavender, and again, I don't know why I put it at the bottom, but garlic's one of my favorites. It's just that I guess I love garlic so much. 
While we're on the subject, let's talk a little bit about preventing mosquitoes from even showing up. Because preventing is, in most cases, in all pests, always better than trying to get rid of or control a problem after it started. So, number one, of course, is mosquitoes are drawn to water. Water anywhere. That's because adult mosquitoes have to lay their eggs in water. This means the first step in preventing a huge mosquito population or egg population at all in your area is to remove all standing or stagnant water. This, of course, gives them way less places for breeding grounds, which means a lot less larvae, which means a lot less mosquitoes and a lot less bites for you. Remember, water is really found in some unusual places. Be sure to check the gutters, your own house gutters. A lot of them hold water because of the leaves and that's where the mosquitoes breed. And check your yard for things, buckets that are upright or pots, even low areas in your, in your yard where water might collect. It doesn't have to be there very long for them to go through their cycles. In addition to removing unwatered water, also be sure to change out the water like we do here every day in your dog bowls, your bird baths. If you have a kid's wading pool, it's gonna be there more than a day or two. So the mosquitoes just don't get a chance to lay their eggs anywhere near your living area. I know this sounds strange, but if you've never been a country boy like me, you never thought of it. One of the things that we would do, farmers now, ranchers, yeah, they change the tractor tire, the car tire, something, and then lay the tire either on its side or out. Anyway, water would set inside those tires and they would be absolutely inundated with mosquito larvae when you turned them over. Another thing, just to be sure they're upright and not holding any liquid wells, or certainly any water. If you collect water intentionally to water your garden, your rain barrels, consider, and I don't sell this stuff, so there's things called mosquito dunks, and they come as a powder now, not just as a dunker, but they're a, a bacillus that attacks the larva of mosquitoes. Now here's the cool thing. Your dogs can drink the water. You can use the water to uh, water your garden, whatever you want. It's not dangerous in itself, but you just float these little floats or you put this powder in and your water's safe. As far as mosquitoes go, you may need to reapply it once in a while, but here's what's interesting. Even in puddles that come and go regularly, these little guys have the ability to sort of go into suspended animation. And, uh, and, and the next time, it rains, there's some back in the pond again, or the pool, or the mud hole. Kind of interesting. And finally, if you really have a uh, fish pond or something in your yard that's a permanent water fixture, put some reeds around it, put some, some plants around it, make it, uh, I use the word, a marsh. You'd think, well, you're making a place for mosquitoes. No, you're making a place for mosquito hawks and, and a number of other uh, flying predators that you'll see them. They're beautiful, number one. Number two, and if you see them, you can almost assure yourself that you've got a pretty good ecosystem going on within your own yard. And promote that. Don't sterilize it. There's a number of different filters now for these ponds that didn't used to exist. They're called biofilters, and there's a bunch of names for them. And, but they allow you to super filter the water Keep it really clean, keep it clear, keep it safe for your children, your pets, and of course, koi or fish, whatever you've got. But 
it's all done biologically. These filters hold them within, and as you pump the water through the filter and up through it, they, they there's a there's a bacteria and a sort of a natural bio or biome that builds within these filters. And they claim I haven't done it. This is always fishing there. They claim the water that comes out is clear enough that you could safely drink it. I don't recommend that, incidentally. But it really does a good job, and it is a la all natural. You can learn more about them at any of the good pond stores. I know as much as I do because I actually went to pond building school over, golly, 15 years ago, and I thought I knew all about it. It has changed so much, mostly for the good. You can really make efficient ponds and, and waterways, water areas in your yard, and you might find this interesting. Done properly, you probably use less water for that pond than you would if you had a regular planting there because the pond, except for evaporation, recirculates and all you're losing is surface evaporation. So it actually uses less water than you think and many times less water than a comparably sized garden or flower outlet or whatever. So you'd think, oh, a lot more water. No, actually uses less water. Interesting, just want to throw that at the end. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.